0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. Just a reminder guys, I guest in another podcast called the Christmas Past Podcast, hosted by Brian Earle. Um, I'm in the episode called Christmas Advertising. Um, I have a short two-minute segment in that, I just talk about what I like about Christmas, and I think it's really cool. So yeah, go check out the Christmas Past Podcast. And once again, I've included the links to the Christmas Past Podcast in the description, so yeah, go check that out. So this week is part two of my chat with Carla. We talk about childhood, you know, what it's like being a kid, um, and also we get into being a victim and accepting help when you need it and how difficult that can be. We speak about the difference in generations, like our grandparents and our parents, like how they were raised and sort of why they acted the way they did to some degree. And towards the end of the podcast, we talk about what we would do if we were given like a large sum of money, how we would use it to try and, you know, pursue our hobbies as well as helping the community and things. It's a really interesting chat. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and if you feel like the show deserves it, you can leave a review on iTunes, and I really appreciate it. It helps out a lot. Anyway, on to part two. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. I have that robot penis right in your face.
1: That's part of. The as podcast. long as it's Bender, or uh, Futurama. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure
0: if I'd want. I think Bender's probably the robot. I have all robots I know that I'd want the least in my face.
1: I don't know I love him. I do.
0: His, boy, his, shiny metal ass. I do love Futurama. I loved the first, um, the first four four seasons were amazing, and then the four mini movies. Two of them were amazing, and two of them were right. And then because there was the. I think it was Bender's Big Game, Into the Wild Green Yonder, um, and then the two other ones as well. I was like recording, by the way, as well.
1: It's oh, a, have you? Yeah. Okay. Nice
0: and natural. Even cool. though I've said it now, so it's ruined it. I need to get one of those like, lights. Like, you know, the, the sort of air light. On air? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I
1: do love Bender. He's um, Jake the dog. Yeah, he's voiced in it. Adventure uh, Time. I can't
0: remember the guy's name. Is it? I think it sounds Spanish, his name.
1: Joe Truglio? Truglio?
0: Joe Triglio. No, that's um that's the guy who plays uh, Boyle in Brooklyn Nine Nine.
1: Mm.
0: That's not the same guy. I
1: don't know why I thought of that then.
0: Yeah, that's Joe Joe Lo Triglio. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. he's Italian, I think. Because a lot of American uh, heritage is is Italian.
1: Are you looking it up? No. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm trying to be subtle
0: on the podcast. The think my laptop. You hear the keys? Like I can't even pretend to type on laptop so people could hear it because it's recording and it'll stop the recording. Um, uh, Bender. Bender Rodriguez. Yep, yeah. Bender Rodriguez. Can
1: you roll your R's?
0: It's John DiMaggio.
1: John DiMaggio. So you're pretty bloody
0: close there, but yeah, because Joe Lo Trul- Triglio, I think, is um, the It's guy?
1: similar He's in terms liberal. of how you would pronounce the syllables, I
0: guess. Yeah, well, if I just Google it just quickly so I'm not wrong. It's, yeah, Jolo Trug Leo. Yeah. yeah. So they are very, very close, uh, yeah. sort of name-wise. But um, yeah, John DiMaggio. Yeah, he's great in Adventure Time. He's great time. He's he's great. Him. Adventure Time travel, Leo, too, and
1: Futurama And, oh, Leela.
0: What about her? I love her. I was in love with her when I was younger. I was,
1: I've dressed up as her for a party once. That's
0: amazing. I don't know. I I think I was such a lonely kid when I was younger. I just I, I remember my first ever crush, um, celebrity crush, was uh, Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: John Malkovich. Yours was
0: John Malkovich. Yeah, In from what, the from... Annie
1: Lennox music video to Walking on Broken Glass.
0: Okay, I haven't seen that, but I've seen the film being John Malkovich.
1: I have too. It's a great movie. It's very. I, weird. Have you in red? He's amazing in red. No,
0: I've heard he's good in red. I've, I think my mate Reese. I don't have to. There's some people that have been on the podcast. I don't have to say my mate blank because the first podcast I did was Reese. So. Um, yeah, he, he saw Red and he recommended it. Mm. Um, he said it's surprising. Because it, the trailer makes it look shit. It looks like, well, there's a washed up actors trying to do an action movie. But he said. Washed he, up
1: actors? Well, no, but that's How dare you. Of course, you. I love
0: Morgan Freeman and Bruce Willis and. Is it Helen Mirren? Or, Helen
1: Mirren, yeah. Helen
0: Mirren and John McCrish. They're all great, but I mean, like. It's, I'm not saying they are washed up. But when you see a film like that, or like when they're playing on the fact that they're old, you go. You kind of look at it and go, is their career dried up a bit? Is this all they can do now? But that film was so well received. And everyone loved it, and obviously
1: it, it was a, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I've heard it's amazing.
0: Obviously, Bruce Willis. I don't know if John McRitchie. I love Bruce Willis. Then. Bruce Willis. Has I've been got a non-stop. bit of an
1: old man crush on Bruce Willis.
0: I see. Um, who else is in that? film? Morgan Freeman's Obviously, always a hero. Always a legend. Um, Helen Mirren's great in everything she's in. So yeah. it's just like they're all they're all fantastic actors, and since then they've been great. But it's like you know, it's like there's a point. It, there's what was it the um, Last Vegas, which in another podcast um, Alex was telling me that Last Vegas is a really good film. It's got. Uh, I think it's Michael. Sorry, Michael Douglas or Michael Keaton. I can't remember which one. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, I think uh, Robert De Niro. And they're kind of like they're meant to be like pensioners almost, and they go to Las Vegas as their last kind of lads' holiday sort of thing, even though they're all super old. Right. And it's, yeah. Exactly. The way you're looking at me is some sort of shit, but apparently it's really good. But that kind of film, when you get, hey, here's loads of old actors, and the film is pointing out the fact that they're old, you're like, eh. Do you know what I,
1: mean? I don't. I think that's acceptance. I think that that's owning the fact that they're getting older and going for parts that are still within their range. In fact, making it awesome to be older no, because I... we, older people are more awesome these days, aren't they? Yeah, they can live yeah, healthier lives. That's what you
0: can have. Films which have got really awesome old people in it. But the thing is, when you have a film which is. It's almost, a lot of the time. It's joking about them being old, and all the jokes are just like with Las Vegas. The the trailer looks like it's just loads of jokes about people being old, and it's like I know those jokes. It's like it's not it's not original, and also it's like it's almost the same thing as when you have young actors all in teen movies. I'm not saying teen movies are bad, but it's like everyone in this is a teen. They're all acting the same. It's all that sort of stuff. There's, the variety of characters is limited because they're all these sort of. They're playing all the stereotypes in a way. They're playing, oh, teenagers, like, super bad. I love the film Superbad. <laughs> it I is super fucking fan. amazing. Oh, he looks like Jonah Hill very much when I was younger. Um, but it's like, that's probably a bad example because it's, so, it's a bit different. But, you know, you, all these sort of films on your teenagers, they're sex obsessed, they're obsessed with drugs, drinking. This I know. Thing, and Kick-ass? Well, Kick-ass is amazing, yeah. But that's a superhero movie more than a teen movie.
1: And based on a comic as well, so well, yeah, it kind of doesn't count, doesn't That's why it's it brutal it? and stuff, yeah, it's a yeah. graphic novel. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, with, when,
0: when you get a film which is just all people who are like 60 to 80, and the whole film is about them being that age... It's not as interesting necessarily as when it's you've got an old person who's a badass in the film with loads of other people who are badasses and different. It depends on the
1: movie, I guess. I understand now if you're thinking in terms of action movie rather than other types of movie. I get that now. Yeah, because it's
0: like they—it's almost the gimmick of the film as being old. You know, I mean, that's yeah. But but it doesn't
1: mean they're any less awesome. Oh yeah, well,
0: it's just I saw the trailer and I just thought. You've just got loads of old actors in it and just made an about it.
1: It's like, have you never heard stories of when people have tried to rob people who are like ex-world champion of boxing or something, and they've ended up in really bad situations? And these old people are like 80, and they're taking them down like nothing. I love it. And it happens. Not to the degree it is maybe in the movie, but... One of the things I love seeing
0: in... um... Like YouTube videos or anything like that is when you get kids who have, but like kids are, like picking on one kid and then there's one kid just fucks them up. It's just amazing. Yeah. There's one I saw. There's this. I think it was there was this this sort of skinny, smallish kid and he's been picked on by a kid who wasn't muscly but he was kind of fat and, and a lot bigger. Yeah. And the, the bigger kid was like pushing him and the other kid was walking away. So I don't want to hit you or anything like that. I was trying to get away and the other kid was trying to push him over and stuff. Yeah. And like, I think he just turned around, and just whacked him once in the face and, and he dropped. just dropped. And it was like he deserved it. I'm not. A, I'm not an advocate of violence. No sort of doing that to you, it's like, well, you deserve it. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying you should hit someone, but if if you get hit doing that, you deserve it.
1: Yeah, my dad, and you wouldn't believe it now, my dad is six foot three, built like a brick shit house. Mm. He's huge. And when he was younger he wasn't big, he was skinny and tall. Yeah. And he got picked on, particularly by these three boys. They would always pick on him. One day he, was, he didn't have it anymore, mm. and he, there was blood everywhere. Uh, wow. He broke several, a few noses, and they didn't bully him again. Yeah. And that's kind of, you need to stand up for yourself. Mm. And also my nephew Daniel, he he's had issues with bullies, mm. and he's also, I believe... As, got Asperger's and he's going through diagnosis for that at the moment yeah, yeah. so he's had issues with his anger in the past but he's gotten to the point now where he's doing really well mm. and these kids will bully him and be nasty to him and he just won't raise his voice, he won't get angry but this one particular day these boys had gone for him all day and it wasn't until they gave up on him and went for his friend that my nephew went over there and and hit one of them Yeah. And it's because he was doing it for somebody else as well. Like, uh, he won't do that for himself because he's been told not to. Yeah. But seeing his friend getting picked on pushed him over the edge. Oh, yeah.
0: People can get pushed over the edge. And and
1: sometimes these kids need to learn that they can't be little dicks.
0: It's such a hard thing with kids, isn't it? Because when I was a kid, I don't... I was bullied. And I suppose I kind of... I wouldn't say I, I ever bully-bullied bullied people, but I found, looking back, I was a bit more addicted to people than I should have been. And, and I
1: agree completely. I was at times as well.
0: Yeah. And there's, the problem is, if you're a young kid and if you either think you're smart or if you know you're smart, which is what I had the issue with, and I had I had trouble with me my own ego until, <sighs> Christ, I'd probably say about 16-ish was around the time I kind of started to realise and curb it a little bit. But it's like, before then, I just thought I was so much smarter than everyone else that it just when your parents or family or whatever are trying to be supportive of you and they're oh you're such a bright child and stuff like that you kind of not all kids obviously have this but certain kids I was one of them got in his head I was like I'm intelligent I'm smart I'm you know because my brothers are so much older than me like uh, one of my brothers is 17 years older than me and I think the other one is 20 years older than me ish I Um. I think and um, so when I'd hang out if I'd ever hang out with them and if they had any friends about you know I would when i was younger one of the things uh my family thought one of the reasons they thought i was so intelligent was because i when i was like 10 could talk to like a 30 year old and have normal conversation with them and it wasn't like i was
1: of course child. that's smart and it might have been made better by the fact you had those people around you but yeah. i think initially anyway if other kids like it's like with maya hmm. Maya can talk to adults. Yeah. Maya can have a full blown conversation with you. Yeah. And use quite complicated words for someone her age. Yeah. My
0: niece who's eleven, because so I think
1: Emily you've met. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And kids she just doesn't have any friends really. Yeah. She's got my my friends boys who yeah. she's known since she was younger, but when in school she had one friend yeah one friend and it broke my heart kids are nasty when someone's different oh yeah and when i was a kid i was just i'd never give i've never never given a shit what anyone thinks of me yeah um i think i'm great so that's fine (laughs) um i i never had i was popular and i had friends and i don't i didn't i don't understand what it's like yeah to not have that and it makes me sad when people don't.
0: Especially when it's your kids, you can't do anything to control it. There's nothing you can do. Well, when I was a kid, as I said, you know, I was very unpopular first in primary school and whatnot. And then secondary school, I was also very unpopular um, because I was a smart alecky dickhead who would talk back to all the teachers so they would all hate me and then talk down to all my fellow classmates because I thought I was so much smarter than them. Which maybe I was, but that does not, you know, takes a while for you to realize, first of all, even if you are, uh, as a fact, somehow you know you're smarter than everyone else, you don't have to be a dick about it. You don't even have to mention it. There's say
1: intelligence, it. and then there's knowledge, well, there's t- and or you wisdom kind of, as well. or wisdom. Yeah, you kind of you may have been smarter, but you don't have to lord it over people. Also, and especially when you think about it, if you know all of this stuff and you are that smart, try and help them understand it too. Well,
0: that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you know, when. I think it's intelligence is like eighty percent genetic anyway, so it's, so it's just like if you're. I believe that when I see stupid people, it does annoy me. But it's more when they're stupid, ignorant people. You know? Yeah, if ignorance
1: not, is worse. Yeah, if, if you don't know
0: everything about science or technology, or you don't know. Or what your grammar's words not mean,
1: quite correct, yeah, or you matter. can't spell. I've got or no problem with any of that. Even if people aren't capable of even writing, yeah, it doesn't mean that they aren't. Able, yeah, exactly.
0: It. Intelligence is measured in so many different ways, and the thing is, is the thing is for me is as long as you're not a dick, mm. that's fine. That's, that's it. You can be the smartest guy in the world, or you can be the dumbest. If you're nice, that's cool. That's all. Yeah. That's all you want. Right? When you're younger, I think the problem is as well. Especially when I was a teenager, is you have all these insecurities and stuff, but a lot of them yeah. haven't even they're there. But you don't even know they're there, so you can't even identify them because you just. I, I know that when I was a teenager, especially, a lot of teenage boys and, and girls get this, where you've just got this, this rage, this anger almost, just this, you know... You, a lot of time it comes out as teenage angst and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, it's just like, you've I had this, a lot. Yeah, and it's like, you have a lot of these feelings in you and you don't even understand them at all or even what could be causing them. You're just, in the present, this one second, you're angry and that's that. And then yeah. you just inadvertently take out other people and then you think everyone else is wrong and you're fine and it just... When you're younger, it's so difficult because you just can't... There's so... You don't have any self-awareness and you, you can't self-reflect because you're just... Your brain isn't at that stage yet. Like, not... I'm not saying no children can self-reflect, yeah. but it's in general, you know. It's like frontal the frontal lobes that um, control... It's doing the personality and stuff, but they also control your impulse and stuff. They don't fully mature till you're 25. So, up till being 25, generally people are much more impulsive because... And a lot of times when people get brain damage and stuff like that, they can become a lot more impulsive and things like that because huh. that's that's where it's developed. So that's why you get... When people get to like 25 to 30, they seem way more mature than when they're like 20 to 25. So obviously life experience helps you grow progressively anyway, but it's a biological thing of, yeah, your impulse control is so much better when you're 25.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: And that, one of the things for yeah. me, I think my frontal lobe maybe developed a little bit earlier when I was maybe a bit younger, just because I've always had insanely good impulse control and moderation control when I've been down to my own devices. Like, I was very overweight as a kid, um, and and I was probably overweight until I was about 20. Um, But once I moved away from home, and I had full control, I just lost weight straight away, you know? And it's like, when I had control, or moderation, and, you know, I'm quite organized and that sort of jazz, and um, I'm quite an organized individual, and that sort of thing, and, you know, people know me. I have obviously drank too much. I'm not saying I've never drank too much, I've never eaten too much, or anything like that, but there's certain people who... Um, it's not necessarily a huge issue but there's certain people who oh they see something they want to buy they just buy it they can't they just do you know I, I've dated people in the past a bit like that and it's you get these these people who are like that but me like um, not my cousin Charlotte who is going to be on the podcast at some point um, she said to me the other the other week or something she when I was off work and obviously I've said I got the new job recently um, I was off work and and um, She was like, you know, I'm amazed at how productive you've been, you know, off these last seven weeks or whatever, you know, you've managed to do this, do this. I'm obviously going to list everything I did off because no one really cares. But it's like, I I achieved quite a lot while I was off. But I I said to her, I was like, the thing is, is that it's it's nice to be praised or whatever, but I'm not, I didn't go out and do these productive things for any reason apart from I just felt like I kind of needed to. It's just how I'm wired, you know? And it's like... I, I'm just wired to be organised, I'm wired to have good I- impulse control, and I'm wired to be productive. And it's like, I'm not saying no one should ever get credit when they do do these sorts of things, but with me personally, it's just like, I kind of feel bad for getting praise of any kind. You don't need that.
1: validation for it. Yeah, it's like, I don't... I, I don't but do you should appreciate that that person's trying to make you feel good, because oh, yeah, that's what it. that's for. Yeah,
0: I really appreciate the compliment. That's the thing with me in compliments, it's just like, I always thank people for the compliments, and I appreciate them, I just rarely agree with them. You know, but it's just... It's the dystopian uh, ego that I have now, where when I was younger, I just thought I was so fucking awesome. And I just thought I was intelligent. When I first had sex and stuff, you know, I thought I was the god of the clip, which I'm fucking not. Jesus, They Christ, never are. No, especially not then. It was like, I made a woman orgasm. Therefore, I know everything. It's like, no, that's, you know, 16-year-old Mike needed a punch in the face and the nuts. I've actually said numerous times before um, that I really needed to be punched in the face like three or four more times than I did when I was younger like I just really there's these moments I look back at myself and I just go why did no one punch me right in the face it's just nothing grounds you like being hit in the face and I, I think um, I've been hit in their face like three times I've
1: never been hit in the face other Boom. than my child
0: okay I don't want anyone to be punched in the face I just think that me when I was younger I, I could have <laughs> a punch in the face probably would have been well I had three I think I can recall I think I could have probably benefited from a few more of that to kind of get me off my oh I was a fantastic cloud. child you were yeah I wasn't.
1: Life was great. I was a little bit of a brat though because I was the youngest of four mm. girls. Uh, so I'll I'll admit that now though. Yeah. And, uh, I love my sisters. We're all really close now.
0: Yeah. Well, I was never I was never like a, a bad kid. Like I was never ho- I wasn't necessarily that horrible. I was just the reason that some people thought I was like autistic on something and stuff because I just it was empathy that was the issue. I only really started developing empathy it was probably when I was about seventeen. think about it, it was quite late. You know, I used to, I used to, be able to watch sad films and be like, Pfft. now I watch Forrest Gump and I like, I can't even get the end of it when he's crying over Jenny's grave. It's like, nope, can't.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously, personal experience as well. But it's like,
1: but do you think potentially films? that could be down to hormones? Because well, um, I think that hormones are a lot have a lot more to. They affect our bodies a lot more than people realise, and everyone oh, yeah. has a hormonal cycle, men included.
0: That's every six weeks from then, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah but women's is like 28 days yeah
0: lunar yeah. cycle yep it's like um yeah it's so weird being human because it's like you have to kind of be responsible for everything yet you are solely a product of your genetics as well as all the experiences that happen to you
1: I don't agree with the genetics because well, ge- this is my vessel this is yeah. not
0: me yeah, but you have to like. There's scientific evidence showing that when you've got someone who's uh, abusive in the family, even if you haven't had interaction with them, if they're generations away, the the ancestry is more uh, likely to have that because it's a disposition. It's your brain is a is an organic computer. And yes. Obviously, when two organic computers that. create another organic computer, they use, it's using what they have biologically to make another one. So yeah. when you have You often get families where like all the families are like alcoholics or abusives or when you get serial killers a lot of the time. You can get it where you get serial killers, you go back three generations or something and they were a serial killer. And it's like...
1: I did not know that. It's
0: things like that. Like when people have a strong lacking of empathy, that's basically what gives people psychopathy. And it's like if your brain has got... If your biological computer has a glitch in it and you make another computer by replicating part of your...
1: Um, and that glitch thing. is incorporated exactly. And that's
0: all genetics are. It's like you know, you can get you get genetic uh, hereditary diseases and stuff like Crohn's. Well, yeah, exactly like Crohn's. So you get these diseases that are genetic. Well, you also get like your brain is is an, is a, an organ slash muscle. You know, depending yeah. on who you talk to. Um, so you know, if you can get you know, born like cerebral palsy or anything like that. If any of those things are um, are hereditary, your brain is still bi- biological as well. Still, yeah. So if there's one tiny microscopic part of your mum's brain that isn't there, when you get born and you're you're created from using that as essentially in, in a template, that part of you may not be there as well. So if it's, there's certain families, obviously. But it may be, well,
1: but it also, may not be. Well, there's also
0: nature, there is obviously the nurture. Nurture is a big part of it. You know, when, with the alcoholic family thing, it's like you could argue that, if your parents are alcoholics, it makes alcoholism more of a normal thing. Therefore, you're more um... yeah. So
1: uh, yeah, nature versus nurture debate. You could go on. Well, the thing is, whatever. it's
0: wrong. The debate itself is wrong because it's both. That's the, that's the thing.
1: Isn't yeah, it? it's the combination, it's... isn't yeah, it? Exactly. It's okay. So this is what this is, mm. and it's been triggered by a combination of this. Yeah. And it just, it everything isn't black and white. It's nothing. Is it? Is
0: it's just grey isn't it? Just, yeah, you can't about...
1: say it's just one thing. No. When you've got several different variables. If you look at it like an experiment, yeah. it's you've got several different uncontrolled valri- variables on this one thing. And you can't really do an experiment like that.
0: No, exactly. That's, that's the thing. And with the human existence as well, it's impossible to capture... And record every person's experience and everything they've ever done, and all these sorts of things. Yeah, you just can't. And if you could record one person, that's not a good enough sample. You'd have to have a million, you know. And the thing is, with with the genetic thing as well, is like if you put two genetically identical children in two different pla- scenarios, then you know they've done it with well, twin it's studies twins. Twins.
1: My sisters are identical twins. Oh yeah. That's and cool. there's been things.
0: Yeah. So it's like you know there there is the biology part is part of it, but it's like. Oh,
1: one of them's got um, diabetes, the other one hasn't, but they've both got the same um, end result of those things. So both of them have scarred kidneys and both of them have um, reduced liver function, Mm. but they got there through different means. That one is... got it there through diabetes and the other one got there through a, a different autoimmune disease hmm, really weird. Uh, so yeah that's quite bizarre yeah and one of them had surgery this year uh, in may um on her stomach and the other one's hernia came up whilst the operation was going on and she had to have her stomach operated on
0: there's a lot of weird things it's like um I can't remember what the study was exactly, but it was something like um, they had a thing where they got there was two. um, I think it was a study of a few groups of uh, biologically because it's identical twins. There's only twins and there's identical twins. Yeah. It was like um, I think it was like they they recorded it was a certain amount of identical twins. I can't remember what it was, and some of them got split up, Mm -hmm. and some of them when they got split up they did the exact same they liked the exact same music went down the exact same career path and everything yeah. was like literally completely different parts of like wherever. even
1: to wearing the same clothes yeah and they yeah. because
0: from birth the way it is I say is <clears throat> it's like the um, you start with a base like almost like a foundation sort of thing and then every experience from you being born everything that makes you you is that initial thing as a reactant but every time you react, it grows. So you've got say that, you can imagine like, um, I think I've used the analogy before, like a tree almost. You have like the main trunk of the tree, which is just made. That's your genetics. That's when you're a baby, okay? Yeah. And then from then, every experience you have makes a branch grow or makes a branch get cut off or does this or does that. And it's all these things of like, you know, you have, if you have two different shaped and different density trees in the same storm, they're going to be different. They're going to be different for each other at the end of that storm. And that's the same yeah. with people. Two people can go through the same thing, but they can... Because they they can be different.
1: They're made they can, of different stuff.
0: Yeah. But obviously, every experience you have, and like with the storm, you know, there's it could affect but the tree and damage it's this. It's also
1: this. if you have a genetic predisposition for uh, mental illness. Yeah. So, uh, say you have that there, and then you have several traumas at a young age. Yeah. That can significantly affect you for the yeah. rest of your life.
0: Well, it's like um, I think a very very high percentage um of people who are paedophiles were sexually abused as children. Yeah. Because when that happens, it can it doesn't help to everyone, but it can really fuck people up at a young age. You know, yeah. before they've developed in that way and they can understand everything. It it does that. And it's like. You know, a lot of people when they're abused by parents, a lot of males, especially when they get abused by parents, become abusive when they're in yeah. relationships. It's like
1: it's the control and it's the understanding of what it brings. Yeah. I, I guess it's reward. Um, when your fi- reward centres are displaced.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also like you know when you some people when they have. It's almost like it's two kinds of people in a in a way. It's not this simple and this black and white, but it's yeah, like you know too. some people <laughs> yeah. Some people they if something bad happens to them, some people will want to drag everyone else down to their level and other people wanna push
1: themselves up to where everyone else was, you know? So I call that victim mm-hmm. and survivor. Yeah. Respectively.
0: That's a good way. That's a good um, way to it.
1: So if you are a victim uh, woe is you? You're in a bad situation. What are you going to do? Uh, if you're a survivor, you go, right, this is the situation. Mm-hmm. I have to make changes to get through this. Yeah. And you slowly make those changes, even if it's as simple as actually leaving the house that day. Yeah. It is Little battles. literally just fighting yeah. for it. And eventually, it becomes an attitude. Hmm. Uh, I think it comes. my dad said something to me once. My ex was being really nasty, saying horrible things to me. Yeah. And I got upset and I rang him and he was like, look, you're only a victim if you act like it. Yeah. Don't accept it.
0: That's a good way. That's and
1: good way of of it. I just went, yeah, hmm. okay. And that, that really means a lot to me. Yeah. That saying, and it's, something my family know about as well so you have to be you have to be a survivor you yeah. can't just blame everything else for your situation you've actually got to do something because also
0: when shit things happen to you you have to in that saying you know pull yourself up by bootstraps. like if something bad happens to you you should get the support you need from family and obviously there you have to be sympathetic to people who are in this situation but you also have to be when you're in that situation try and pull yourself out of it as well
1: you know? Yeah, it's almost like, you can't depend on well, other people to get you out of those funks because wait. that's too much. Well,
0: here's a good analogy. Well, I say good. I think all my analogies are good, but most of my friends would strongly disagree. Um, if you, you know, say you've gone overboard in a boat and there's five people on the edge of the boat and, you're, and they all grab you and they're trying to pull you up, okay? If you just ragdoll and you do nothing, it's going to be so much harder to bring you out. But if you try and get out as well as the people helping you, you'll get out quicker. It'll be easier for everyone involved.
1: Yeah. It's that sort of thing,
0: you know. It's all, it's all about being empathetic to each other and sympathetic to each other. Accepting and Accepting help
1: as well. Sometimes that's, people that's find thing. it hard to accept help. Mm, yeah. I've got people I love that find it hard. Yeah. Uh, Because
0: it's vulnerability. They feel like it's showing weakness when it's not. No, Vulnerability is not weakness. That's the the problem. Anyone who tells you it is, is either very misguided or very malicious, depending, you know.
1: But when someone is kind to you and helps you out, you kind of have to repay the favour as well. It's not Mm. that people are doing things to get things back, because if they do, I don't give them anything back. Yeah. But if it's a genuine act... Mm. Then I want to make them happy and yeah, have exactly. my own genuine act, and so it's a, a self-perpetuating positivity.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree there. It's it's got. A, it's always about balance, you know. You need support from others, and you need to be able to accept help. And a lot of people, especially men, find that very difficult because yeah. men, especially, whether or not this is. More of a biological thing or more of a, uh, a cultural thing? I'm not for really sure. I think
1: it's definitely a social thing.
0: I think a social thing is definitely a large chunk of it, but I don't yeah. know if it's say sixty percent or like ninety five percent. It's I have no idea. I, there's a bit of there's a bit of research. Like obviously, men in general produce more testosterone, and women yeah. in general produce more estrogen. You yeah, know, that's not that's a biological fact. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And there's things like. <clears throat> It's one of the reasons like testosterone, I believe testosterone can make you, you know, more, you aggressive. more aggressive, you know, and that's so men in general, obviously not all the time, can be more aggressive because they've got this chemical going through their body, which is making them more predisposed to that. Yeah. Not that anyone aggressive is a slave to it all and they should be pardoned for anything, but yeah. it's those sorts of things. So with also men not wanting to be vulnerable or not wanting to open up and stuff like that, that needs to obviously... Um, I'm sure a lot of people know this, but just in case people don't, uh, the most likely thing to kill a male between the ages of, I think it's 17 and 35, yeah. is suicide, and that is, I think that's more than I think drug abuse, car accidents, and I think illnesses like put together. It, it's absolutely the, the number is astronomical. It's 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 so much higher than the next thing down from it. So the thing I think that, that's
1: down to a lot of what the different generations see as what is acceptable. Hmm. Uh, I think some of it's bullying. Yeah. Um, I just I think our generations are changing things.
0: Every generation it changes a bit, but obviously what I've said to people before is, even though a lot of the grandparents, I'd say the grandparents' generation, you know, the ones who were sort of post World War Two, maybe a bit in World War Two, for them they had to live through in a lot of the world. Obviously, it was. Uh, post-war so everyone had yeah. to ration everyone had to be like look I know things are shit but we've got through the worst of it we can fucking do it and get through it then before that it was we lived through the war you know World War 2 we've been through the hardest times and then the parents before that were post-war and then the parents before that were war again and yeah. it's just like it's only really been the last few generations like the grandparents were post-war and then our parents sort of generation who people now are about 40, 50, 60 they were raised by people who are post-war so they're not as bad as the post-war people but they still got the parents of just pull yourself up by your bit of straps. Boys don't cry. Don't do this. Don't do. Yeah. Women have to do this. Like Barbie, men like Action Man. And then, say, argument's sake, fifty percent of the parents' generation became more liberal, and fifty percent just taught the same way their parents did. You know, and it's kind of like that. And what happens is each generation, it saturates it in a way. Yeah. Know? And it, it makes it. More but varied. you said
1: there's more of us as well. I oh, think yeah. in terms of people yeah definitely. I, I think there's more alternative people having children there's people who are thinking beyond what they're taught yeah uh, they're seeking out their own information
0: with the internet especially the technological revolution and that that's brought yeah and the freedom of information where people especially with drugs now a lot of the time you know you release a drug documentary you can just send it to netflix they'll relatively put anything up Do you know what yeah I mean? like it's not you don't have to tune in to the special channel at the perfect time or buy it and specifically go out your way and see it it's a lot you more can free. go
1: down the high street and pick yourself up a grinder and mm. and kingskins. There's um, people in
0: town and some They just sell the whole stand. Is literally, it's all legal. But yeah. they're not selling weed. They're selling the papers for weed, the roach paper, the grinders with cannabis leaves on them and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's not and, legal. Yeah, but it's, it's the the internet has kind of been showing you know what the media has been blocking us from seeing. The internet has been like, well, here's all the information. Like, it, almost non-biased in a way.
1: But you have to seek that out yourself <clears throat> as well because. It's not always... It's some of the information, people still go to, like, the Echo website or the Daily Fail website or... Oh, the Sun and
0: things like that.
1: Anything owned by a billionaire or a millionaire. Well, I just don't trust it. Good
0: on NoDoc. Yeah. whereas yeah. like... Um, with... Back, going back generations, the only way people got information was the radio, a bit of news on the TV and newspapers. And obviously before that was even less. But now it's just like, excuse me. Um Now it's like, it's we're so much more, there's so much more information and so much more free to do it. When people do want to search for these things, they can. And humans are curious by nature. It's a tool, nature.
1: isn't it? It's yeah. something you use to get what you want. Hmm. And I think Facebook and I've never had Instagram or Pinterest. I have or... Instagram. I've never used Snapchat. You haven't got Snapchat. I've I've got it, but I don't know how to use it because I'm old. (laughs) I was going to ask if you had
0: Snapchat the other day (laughs) because I've only really got like, I think I've only got about 15 people on Snapchat. I need
1: to actually work it out because I I think Maya would be really interested to do that. Yeah, it's got a lot of cool filters and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of fun with kids,
0: definitely. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, also, the thing is, things like Facebook, a lot of people think that social media is awful and the devil, and it's just like, Every, there's no, I don't think there's anything in this world that is perfect. Like, there's it, just everything has got everything is grey to me, you know. It's all
1: everything has to have balance. Yeah. So, for how great something is, there's something that's awful.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, there's loads of it, you know. And
1: for how mediocre something is, there's something as equally mediocre.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's like, humans are just curious by nature, we always have been. Yes, know? and I just want to say also another thing about curiosity, right? If anyone ever says to you, curiosity killed the cat, first of all, slap them for being such a twat. And it's Schrodinger's cat, so... Um, well, it's was going to say it's, curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. That's the full quote. Is so it? It's literally like
1: the quote itself. A lot of our quotes are misquoted. We're talking about the, the blood's thicker than water? Quotes. Yes, I do. Go on, say it. <laughs> um, So it's the blood of... The covenant. The covenant is thicker than...
0: It's, like it's the water of the, the something. water of It's something. meant to be like it's when meant you fight to with mean, your brothers in war, isn't it? It's meant to be. Yeah,
1: it's meant to. It's the reverse. Hmm. So it's not blood's thicker than water. It's I can't.
0: Is it, we're, we're slaughtering this? I'll look it up in a second. But okay. It, it's meant to. It's meant to be. Yeah, you know, blood. Blood may be thicker than water in that sort of sense, but it's not. It's not meant to be like that. It's meant to be when you are like when soldiers go to battle and have this this bond between them that is makes them closer than say just by by blood yeah it's meant to be the connections with it um, and yeah. i will just quickly google that because we're a show this show is all about facts yeah chit chat and facts so uh blood is thicker oh, Here we go blood is thicker than water let's, let's find it okay so it's the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb so it means the bloodshed um, in battle bonds... Um, the bloodshed in battle bonds soldiers more strongly than simple genetics. Like, yeah. So we we're both have a half of it. Yeah. yeah. It's all those things, you know. And also anyone who says curiosity killed the cat, it's just like, how can anyone ever say that? It's like all the great... If we were never curious, we would literally have never evolved. We would never gone no, And we, we would never have never. medicine. We'd never had electricity. We'd never have anything cool. Because it, we'd just be like we'd be living out in the woods. And we would just be like... No one would have made tools because we would be like, oh, I wonder if I put this rock at the end of a stick and like, rope would be about then something terrible, but wrap it with vines and stuff, and I make this thing where I can smash a rock down really hard, but not with my hand, and then they could crack open things, you know? And so like, yeah. they've seen that there's animals that, um, I think orangutans and stuff have started to do that. They've like entered the Stone Age, yeah. whereas like, they've started to use tools and stuff. And there was, a, there was an orangutan who made its own spear and was fishing with it. How cool, like in the wild? How cool is that? So it's just like, it was learning because it was like, I want to catch these fish, I want to eat them, but my, I'm too slow. What can I do? And then it was like, it thinks and it goes, I wonder if, if I throw a stone, oh, that do you see kill the, it. the thought process, do you think? I imagine you can. We, we, you know, we didn't, one of the misconceptions people have about evolution is people go, I didn't come from a fucking monkey. It's like, no, no, you, you didn't. No, we, we both, well, some monkeys came from the same ancestry, there was a thing. We're
1: genetically, that, we share a genetic familiarity yes. with them so yeah. it's like we we evolved from the same thing well, so we're brothers
0: uh, almost
1: uh, cousins
0: this is probably more closer to cousins because obviously it was homo sapiens and there was all the, homo erectus and all these sort of other things that kind of went down so it's not like an actual direct brother it's like you know there was a being, and then that being had say there was like five variations that came out of that, and then there were ten variations of each of them, and da da da, you know, go down and down and down and down and so down, eventually we, we
1: share the same descendant,
0: yeah,
1: essentially.
0: Yeah, we didn't evolve from monkeys directly. You know, you're not going to watch monkey no. walk around and become people. That's it's not. Like I
1: saw one of those. I hate the Baldwins, like any of the Baldwins.
0: I don't know who or what the Baldwins
1: are. Like. They're in movies. They're actors. One of them was in Big Brother. Yeah, and then they—I think his younger brother, Steve, or something. Why do you hate the then? I just don't like them. I think their acting is wooden and false, and I don't like their eyes. Okay. And they all look the same, and it's weird, and they're stupid because one of them was in celebrity big brother and he was like well how do you explain that we still have is it chimps or apes how come we've still got apes and we're related to them how come they didn't evolve and it's like "Mm, i don't think you evolved very much (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, you know, I just want to say Carla Twinkle does not have the. She does not represent the views shown a the Gender chit-chat. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, if you want to come on my show, I'll gladly have you on, and I won't mention anything about your weird eyes. He will never come on my show. I don't yeah. know anything about him. I think he's. I don't. I don't know a lot about celebrities anymore. I just. Well,
1: I, these are quite old celebrities. They're not like...
0: But Alec Baldwin, he's been doing his Trump impression quite a lot on Saturday Night Live, so people have been paying him a lot more attention. And he was in like... This is what I mean. Like, baby. he's
1: such an attention whore with very little substance.
0: I haven't seen it. I just don't I like him. him. I really... That's fine. You're you're, you're don't like him. I'm not trying to defend him. I literally... I haven't seen enough of his work to comment. You know, there's a lot of actors and stuff. Well, I say it's a lot. There's a few actors I don't like. I can't think of any, because I'm such a positive person. But... Um, I've got loads of actors I love. I've got loads of actors I love. James McAvoy is one of them. He's one of my favourite actors. He's just great in absolutely everything. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Oscar Isaac. He's Poe Dameron in the new Star Wars. He's in uh, Ex Machina. He's in Inside Lewin Davis. He's in loads of things. He's great. Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, she's amazing. I I love her. I'm also in love with her. I think she's the most attractive in uh, *Sweeney Todd*, which is weird.
1: Yeah,
0: that's me. It's almost like the pale of the skin, the pale of the skin, and the more panda eyes. That's me. I'm just, I'm a sucker. But then again, I, I was thinking about, if I ever talk to the guys, if I ever talk to the guys about celebrities we'd sleep with, it's pretty much me, it's just like, yep, 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 my class of dude.
1: Why yeah. <laughs> yeah, not? I'm reeling them off in my head as we speak, like. Right.
0: I've got, the, I've got like list. I was talking to I think Bradley about it in the last podcast briefly about Your Johansson as one of my, one of my top ones. Pink. Pink's pretty cool. Pink. I definitely would say no to pink. But then, as so I said, I don't think I've seen no almost anyone. I'd probably have sex with Hella Mirren, to be honest. She's like super yeah, old. Yeah, I
1: probably would too. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I've, I've, I don't really especially want to sleep with a woman who's that old
1: necessarily. But if it's like a celebrity, it's like if you. Yeah, but I, she's rich enough to like get her vagina sorted out, know? isn't she? <laughs> <That's,
0: laughs> I've been with a woman who's old enough to have anything wrong with her vagina as of yet. So I've yet to get down that road. But I was thinking about this. This is a really weird thought I was having the other day. Um, it was a couple of days ago. And I was thinking, if I had the chance, would I fuck the Queen? And I think I would, just because it's the no. Queen. I
1: think but it's the Queen.
0: Imagine, like, actually... No. Like, that would be the weirdest, most surreal moment. Prince Harry, have. yeah. yeah but see, I don't... Well, it's obviously Kate Middleton. I right?
1: love a, I love a redhead.
0: You love a redhead. Mm. I see. Fair enough. I don't have anything to say. I just love... There's no, there's no woman that I, I can think of that I, I just don't like. If a woman has absolutely fuck loads of facial piercings... Or loads of face tattoos. That's, that's pretty much it for me. I'd say it's like I don't mind. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of cheap normals, but I don't mind them. I like a couple of lip rings. I absolutely love one nose ring. Septums are all right. Um, they look better on some people than others. Um, like one, on me
1: as well. I'd, I'd look great with my septum ringing.
0: Yep. Yeah, one of my exes had a septum ring. She looked really good with them as well. I think, I think that's one of the lines that I used on her when I first met her. The night we met.
1: I think I've had Sports like thing. over forty piercings.
0: How many have you got in you right now?
1: Um, None.
0: you got a one there.
1: Oh, one, two. No,
0: the, the ear, because I can see. Yeah,
1: one, two, just there. Fair
0: enough. Yeah, so the I don't know. The
1: so small and my hands are so big. And <laughs> so fiddly. It is really fiddly. I'm sure they
0: get caught on stuff as well, don't they? And then if you do have to yeah. take it out for a job for whatever reason, do always put the back in as well, for nuisance. And
1: With Crohn's, um, I am on immunosuppressants, mm-hmm. so it suppresses my immune system so that it doesn't attack itself. Right. Um, so I can. Get infections quite easily, and have done over the years, and have had to take some piercings out. I see. Um, yeah. So.
0: I love loads of ear piercings. Like when they've, it's like three down, sort of that area, like the back to top, and then like two in the lobe, and then I like scaffolding. So like the one. I had there.
1: scaffolding. I've had every piercing you can get in your ear. Nice. And it looked good.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, seeing you over the years and you've had piercings and stuff. i like, am fine with people having piercings. I just don't like it, when, especially when women have got like like cheek dermals, a septum, two rings on either side of the nose, and then like four rings on either side and then uh, yeah, a stud in the middle. It's just and too and
1: much. Then, in and it's one just place. so much metal. It, yeah. And I
0: don't like facial tattoos much either. Like I'm quite a liberal guy when it comes to tattoos and piercings. I don't really understand dermals in, a, in any part of the body. I, I don't
1: like the idea of dermals. Obviously, infection yeah. and there's the risk of pulling it. And I love tattoos though. Covered yeah, in love, tattoos.
0: Um, yeah, I love tattoos as well. But, um, I'm not a big fan of tattoos on the face, um, but that's I kind. Of, I think I don't like loads and loads and loads of metal on the face and loads of tattoos on the face because I find that the face the face is like uh, the first portal. When you look at someone, yeah. when you talk to people, you look at their face. Is that that's. That's almost like the, the, not the main part of you necessarily, but do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of, that's the part that talks, that's the part that's going to see, that's the part that can smell, yeah. taste, hear. Like, all your brains up there, like, all the main things are in your head.
1: Or yeah. On your
0: face. So it might be why I've, I've got, I'm adverse to tattoos on the face.
1: I've got a tattoo on my head.
0: Yeah, because that's where you shaved it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it needs doing again, but I, I might grow it out over winter.
0: With with tattoos like you, the one you've got, not to... Uh, downplay your tattoo I just find them I'm like I don't really care I think they're for me it's like if it's in the hair like it's like cool well then you can show it off to shave it and if you don't want to you can't it, it and matter. it's
1: like the same with my piercings as well like I can wear jewellery in them yeah like I'm not I don't think I'm wearing it no I'm not wearing no, a septum ring right now so uh, I don't mind taking my jewellery out it's an accessory it's mm. not what I have to wear constantly See, I love,
0: love jewellery I don't have any piercings but you know um I often wear, I often wear my Saint Christopher necklace <clears throat> all the time. But I also wear uh, there's this this uh, steampunk dagger uh, that I always wear. I've got a pocket watch because I'm edgy as fuck. Um, <laughs>
1: I've
0: got a steampunk ring that I love wearing. I've got loads of bracelets and stuff. Like, for a while, I had bracelets. up to like here, just like all the time. i like. 10. I used to wear
1: bracelets all the way up my arms. When just i not asking. Girl.
0: All. And I'm too worried now no. that everyone else is going to think I look like a twat. And I'm just like, well, I'm single, so it's like if I go out I've got to try and make myself look like slightly less of a twat than normal why yeah. but it's, it's one of those things where it's not just the, the, the bracelets that I've got there's only two that I like anymore the rest of them are rubber ones which I've got band names on I'm not into those bands anymore so it's like
1: so just wear the two that you like. Yeah,
0: I've experimented. It. it irritates my skin. It's like the amount that it irritates as well as the amount. Well,
1: of it's not them. worth it then. Don't wear it. Well, that's the thing. But I like
0: wearing them. This is what I mean. As why as the dissonance in me, as i like, so I'm, I do wear them occasionally. But I'm now I'm more wearing. I wear necklace uh, and my ring and my pocket watch.
1: I get irritated by certain necklaces. Yeah. I get yeah. a rash come up around my neck. Mm. Um. So I do understand being allergic to certain, or like having a reaction yeah. to certain metals and things like that. And yeah, like death
0: I think, metal gives yeah. me a lot of reactions. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make that joke, sorry, I ruined your train of thought.
1: Choo choo. Yeah, I'm not going to get back there either.
0: Okay, that's it. I'm sorry, guys. If anyone wanted to hear where that that train of thought was going, it's gone forever into the the abyssal plane of the void.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I I love.
0: I've always really really liked to wear jewelry, um, and like I said to you uh, when we had the break, I was saying like I, I like painting my nails. Like I don't do it very often. In fact, I think I've done it twice. Uh, I think both times for fancy dress. But it's like the amount I enjoy it compared to the sheer amount of effort it takes to paint the nails when they're drying, it they makes chip, taking off the nail varnish and all that sort of stuff, has, is a lot of effort. And that is already too much effort for the amount I enjoy it. And also, to add to it, the amount of potential shtick stick I'd get. And it's just like, it, even if there was zero chance of me getting the shtick, the amount of effort it would take to do it is, is not worth it for me but I love jewellery I've, I've always loved jewellery and I've one of the few things that I pride myself on in relationships is I'm really good at buying women jewellery like even whenever it's my mum's birthday or something she always always gets me to um she just says I want gold earrings go and I, I buy them for her my mum's got quite expensive taste but there'll be times where I see pictures of her where I'm not with her and she's wearing the stuff I got her so she's not just wearing it around me oh. and she shows off the stuff I buy that, uh, to people because people go oh that's a lovely bracelet where'd you get it actually my son got it it's just one of the very few things that I can be like not humble about is I'm really good at buying women's jewellery but no. all the women I've been with I think to my knowledge if there's one that's listening and is upset that I've forgotten about I'm sorry but it's like all the women I've been in long term relationships with I believe have either had such sensitive skin they can't wear most jewellery or they just don't wear jewellery and it's just like this is a, this that an omelets. I'm really gonna make an omelette. And all the women I've dated have just never liked omelets. It's just like
1: so I'm, I'm not, not good at a lot of things. I'm not into expensive jewellery though. Like it's not expensive. I've I love I've got an ammonite. Yeah. Uh, that I've got on cause metals upset my skin. I've mm. just got some uh, waxed cord that you can yeah. sometimes make necklaces out of. Mm-hmm. And I use that. Um and I've got little Skull that's been carved out of stone, oh, my friend awesome. made, yeah. and I've got a little stone with a shell in it that they made as well. Yeah, and I sometimes wear that on a necklace. I prefer those things because metal irritates my skin, but I yeah. like wearing jewellery still, so that's cool. I've kind of amended it so it fits I need more
0: handmade stuff because so I, I like all jewellery, you know. I if I never if I never had to go to work again, if I somehow won the lottery, what I'd do is, first of all, I'd get covered in tattoos. I'd have hand tattoos I want more than almost anything, but it's career suicide at today's current climate. Or maybe not suicide, but it's like, if it even hinders my chance of getting, like, obviously I've already got a job now, but if I went for another job and having a hand tattoo affected that, it's like, mm-hmm. don't... You can hand tattoo. If you, you can have an arm tattoo because I'm going to have a full sleeve of Star Wars stuff, but just on the hand itself. For now, I can't. Maybe when I'm like 40 it's or something. It's
1: becoming more acceptable. It
0: is, but like, I think it's one in three uh, people uh, who are twenty five now have tattoos. You go yeah. around town now in Southampton; you see them fucking everywhere.
1: Tattoo studios everywhere.
0: because yes, everyone wants tattoos. It's, it's, you know, I, I would, if I had money, I'd have, a, I'd have a sleeve done. Well, but, but I can't afford it because tattoos are expensive.
1: If I had lots of money, I'd have a commune. I'd buy some land, and people can come and work there, and. They can have shelter and food and stuff in return, and obviously make a bit of money if
0: hmm.
1: we can sort that out. Well, we're
0: it's getting to we're getting close to the the hour mark again. It's about fifty ish minutes, and the last podcast was about an hour and ten minutes. So we'll start to wind up now. But cool. let's 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 do this one last let's one last question to kind of round it up and stuff. Okay, now obviously we're just talking about money and stuff. So if you had I'm trying to think what amount of money is an interesting amount. Because if I said if you have infinite money, well, that's stupid. Because then you just go, well, I'm going to cure world hunger. No one's going to have to ever work again. Everything will be done by machines. And then all research will go into like med- medicine and all this stuff. That's and exactly
1: money. what I'd say. Yeah. It was yeah. Mo- well,
0: if it, if mostly about infinite money. That's probably what most people would do. But if we said, if you got... Because a, a million is a lot. Mm-hmm. And that would do me for life. But a million isn't quite enough Fuck you money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like you could do anything. Because you could easily blow off a million. Like you buy a 500 grand house, a really, really nice car, go on a big holiday year-long bender. That's that's gone if if you're not not careful with it. So if I said, if you could have, if you say you just never had to work again, you had a a degree of source of income where you never had to work again, and then you were given like a lump sum of a couple of million, and you could do whatever you wanted with it, you know. And I want to say, the question here isn't. Let's test your morality. If you said, "I want to travel the world," that's an acceptable answer. If you said, "I'd build the biggest, coolest castle ever," that would be acceptable. If you had, if you never had to worry about your own money again. Sorry, guys, I keep hitting the mic because I'm too excited with my hand movements. Um, if if you if you had that kind of money, if you had, let's say, three million or something, what what would you do with it? Like, what, if you never had to work again, you never had to worry about your, your your feeding yourself or rent or anything. You could just kind of do whatever you want. If, um, do you need time to think? If you yeah. need time, I can give my answer first.
1: Yeah, please give your answer first.
0: Okay, I've got to try and pretend like I've thought this through. I, I think I would I would open up um, a media studio, where well, I'd obviously be doing this podcast and stuff, and I just, I think I'd let as many young creators as I could get involved with music. I'd have like a music studio. I'd probably have a couple of mates, like Callum and Reese who are really good with music and stuff. I'd probably have them, like uh pay them and get them to teach music and um, music production things like that and like there's a lot of kids who they've got such potential and adults uh, people have got such potential to be so passionate about things but because of financial reasons or home problems or anything they can't go down that creative path and then they may never experience the the beauty of creation in in sort of a, uh, a non-life-giving but baby sort of way and it's like over the years you know i I did a YouTube show with Reese for a while. called Visual Digest, which pretty much all the videos have gone off YouTube now because we can't stand it because it's so cringy. And um, you know, I made, I've made quite a few music videos for a few local bands and stuff like that. And it's kind of like I was really interested in the radio when I was in college as well. And so it's like everything has kind of been subtly pointing to podcasting. And now that I'm doing it. I mean, this is recording-wise, this is the fifth episode, fifth person I've, I've had a podcast with, um, and I don't know if I'm going to release it in that specific order so this may not be the fifth one um but it's going to be important to this point and now that i'm doing it i'm just so passionate about it and i'm so just excited to ever do a podcast and things i know it's still only early days but it's like this got all together if, if my friends hadn't like shout out to my mate josh who's gonna be doing a podcast with me he lent me his mic and um page as well um she's uh, my Cousin's girlfriend. She gave me the other mic as well, and a mic stand and a pop shield. So I would have had to spend hundreds of quid if it wasn't for them. um But I've I've had savings, so I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough to have I would have been able to afford these things. But you have a kid who say was really passionate about podcasting. Maybe didn't have like an iPhone or something. Cause you, you kind of don't there a bit. Had like a a fairly cheapish phone that kept them going. Their families weren't supportive. They didn't have any money and they really want to pick up a guitar or they really want to start a podcast or make music videos or, you know, just sometimes kids like to have fun with the video camera and just run around making make stupid videos, you know. It's more like what Visual Digest was, but we were like 17. But um, it's like people don't get the opportunity to be creative a lot of the time because they're too worried about money as well. Like, I would, I currently work as an insurance broker and the, the job's fine. I'm actually really enjoying it. But I'd love to be able to do podcasting for a living or do what I said about, you know, helping people be creative and help people be as happy as they can be but i have to be realistic in the sense that we live in, the, in a world where at least at the moment there's no foreseeable way when people could work you know maybe if no, thousands of years down the future everything's automated somehow but that's a, another conversation for another podcast but i just i would think if you can get people one of the issues a lot of people have to, with today is that they they're kind of bored and they gratify themselves and they cure their boredom by just going on social media and not not, not there's anything wrong necessarily with social media but they don't You can go on Facebook for three hours, sat on the sofa, lose your entire evening, and you achieve nothing. Yeah. But if you've got a passion or something you're really into, even if it's just drawing or poetry or anything like that, you can give yourself. You can almost be like, oh man, work is shit and this is shit, but I can escape and do this one thing that's creative that I love, you know? Exactly. So I probably. That's probably the kind of route I'd go down. If I didn't have so much money, I could cure world hunger, but I had enough money where I would have to worry. That's that, honourable. That's, that's probably what I'd like to do, sort of thing. What, what sort of thing would you like to do?
1: Self-sustaining community. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah.
0: All sort of um, not farms and that sort of jazz.
1: Uh, so uh, agricultural farming. So uh, you would basically have certain animals graze around certain areas that would... Um, fertilise other things and it's the system of it. Um, The ability to have the animals as well, Mm. uh, I think that would be awesome. Um, We would still have electricity, obviously we'd get solar power, Mm. that kind of thing. uh,
0: Wind power and all those sorts of uh, renewable energy sources.
1: Yeah, a a lot of renewable energy sources. my parents are very clever. My mum knows a lot about growing plants, fruit, veg, mm. um, and she's passed that on to us. Also, my granddad passed that on to us. We kind yeah. of have a, a fair knowledge of how to cook and look after certain well, skills, food. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be my dream, I think. And also, if uh, the money stretched far enough, I would think it would be a sort of refuge for animals in shelters that oh, might God, be destroyed yeah. as well.
0: I can't even go to animal shelters. I just want to adopt everything.
1: Well, that's the thing, is what if you had a big open space and uh, a positive environment for yeah. them? Hmm. Um where they could have love and snuggles, and then you could also bring money in in another way by getting people to visit. Obviously, not the animals who are a bit, uh, yeah, uh, a bit angry and sad, but
0: so you just, you'd like to kind of almost. You've got you've taken ideas from what the benefits and positive things about today's current society is, and you'd kind of like to use what's beneficial now, but just kind of start your own community.
1: So. Well, yeah, because imagine if you could go somewhere and you'd have food. You would, uh, I think the way I'd set it up is you could earn money uh, as well. And obviously because you live in the real world still, it's not as if you're, <laughs> like you're going to take yourself off the grid yeah. or the map or whatever. You would still have access to go places and mm. and still need money for things yeah. like clothes and things like that. But you could move there and, and it could help a few a lot of people. I think one of
0: the things is, um, I think I mentioned this in the previous podcast as well, It's kind of quite a big theme of obviously balance, but it's also, the other theme is community. And one of the things I've said in the past, I'll go into my full religious and spiritual ideologies at some point in some podcast, but um, one thing I will say that religion does bring positive to today's world is the community of it. And I just think if you can take the religion out, but keep the community, that's what people need. People need to feel... Humans are social creatures. We need to feel loved. We need to feel needed and wanted. We need to have responsibilities and have hu- other humans around us who like us and care about us. And,
1: and otherwise you get addictions or you get What's, depressed. Yeah, we get
0: mental illnesses. <laughs> or of,
1: mental illnesses through yeah. lack of communication and lack of connection.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's it. So I think, I mean, my, our things are a similar sort of vein of kind of creating an environment for people who need it or animals that need it that sort of thing so it's like you know it's kind of all we need really is that if I could if I could almost have one wish in the world if I only have one I don't know what I'd do because i think you know cure world hunger or cure all cancer or something but then it's like you know not to not to have but like overpopulation I could then inadvertently fuck up the entire world if I cure the world of pure disease so if I somehow had loads of wishes or something or degrees of wishes or something I could do Something I think I would just say, remove religion and in the sense of the the rules and restrictions that people adhere to in the Bible or you know the the Quran or any of these sorts of things, and somehow replace it with something which doesn't have the same degree of rules that people would follow so harshly, but kind of keeps the community or something, or somehow substitute it.
1: I think mine would be allow everyone to have a purpose in their community.
0: That's much better one than mine. Because
1: that would resolve a lot of problems.
0: Yeah, the, the thing that destroys people a lot is not feeling wanted. You know, either they're lonely, they don't feel wanted by members of the opposite or the same sex. You know, they feel rejected relationship-wise or they don't have any friends or their families um, reject them. Or, yeah, if you've got a job that's shit and you hate it and then you go back to the family who don't care about you and then your friends don't really give a shit about you either, you're just like, what's the fucking point? But if you have the yeah. one core community value it, it spreads and it can yeah. connect yeah well that's that's beautiful and we've just gone over the eight hour mark so I think that's pretty much a perfect time to stop so cool. yeah it's been lovely talking to you Carla and to you um, you don't have Instagram or Snapchat so I can't
1: <laughs> flaunt that about
0: so it was like Bradley I said to him do you want to put your Instagram out and he was like is Instagram that Facebook with pictures I don't even have that I was yeah, like, no, come that's on that's what I like, think it is come on Bradley come on <laughs> well I have Instagram and I'm at Darth Inhaler because Darth Vader, because I love Star Wars and I have asthma, so,
1: hey. Smooth. <laughs> smooth criminal, uh, yeah,
0: Smooth McGroove, that's what they call me. It's not, that's a YouTuber who does a cappella covers of songs, but you should look him up, he's good, Smooth McGroove. Anyway, yeah, see you guys later. It was lovely talking to you, Carla. You too. And that's the end of part two with Carla. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. It was really interesting. We got to talk about a lot of cool stuff. Next week, I'm chatting with my buddy Dom. Dom's a good friend of mine. Um, We have opposing uh, religious and political views. So there's quite a lot of interesting conversation that goes on. We start off actually talking about airsofting, which is really cool because he does that a lot and I've, I've never done it before and I'm quite interested by it. I think I'm going to do it at some point in the next year and uh, maybe do it with him and do a podcast after. I think it would be quite cool. But he goes into details about airsofting. He talks about um, zoos and animals and our sort of views on that. Um, and then we, we discuss hunting because he has a different view on hunting than I do. I'm not going to go into it now, but you have to just tune in and find out next week. Um, and then uh, in part two of the chat with Dom because it's another long conversation, uh, we just talk about religion because uh, Dom's a Christian and I'm atheist and we have this good hour-long discussion about our views on like modern religion and what some of the issues are and it's really refreshing to have someone who's so intelligent and open-minded with his religion while also sticking to a lot of the core values it is i do respect it quite a lot if i'm being honest so make sure you tune in next week for that so as always thanks for tuning in guys and you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and if you feel like it deserves it you can review us on itunes because it really helps out a lot thanks as always for watching guys and i'll talk to you next week